Have you heard you can listen to your favorite news podcasts ad-free? Good news. With Amazon Music, you have access to the largest catalog of ad-free top podcasts included with your Prime membership. To start listening, download the Amazon Music app or visit amazon.com slash news ad free. That's amazon.com slash news ad free and catch up on the latest episodes without the ads. Hey guys, and welcome to Red Carpet Rendezvous Podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Conlin. Happy Friday. I hope everyone's had a great week. I wanted to bring you um, a special episode this week. If you didn't have plans this weekend, you can watch a movie called The Birthday Cake, which is a crime thriller. And I've said it before, but my goal is to bring you guys movies that you maybe wouldn't normally hear about, um, but that I think are of interest to you. Now, um, The Birthday Cake is out today, June 18th, available on demand or in select theaters. And um, it is a stacked cast. Before we get to that, I'm going to read you a quick recap of what the birthday cake is about. So on the 10th anniversary of his father's death, Giovanni reluctantly accepts the task of bringing a cake to the home of his uncle, a mob boss, for a celebration. Just two hours into the night, Gio's life is forever changed. So um, this is interesting. I don't want to give away too much because I want you to see the, mo- the movie. But he was forced to grow up after witnessing a murder and violence and chaos um, because his dad was a mob boss. And um, he just kind of finds out the truth of what happened to his dad this night. And it gets crazy. Now... My guest for today from the movie is Vincent Pastore, who you guys might know um, from The Sopranos. His character's name was, ugh, I hate saying it out loud, but his character's name was Big Pussy. I, I don't know why I hate saying it. Sorry, I hate the P word so much. It's almost like I hate the word scrotum. I, I just hate it. When I used to watch Wonder Years and Wayne used to be like, what's up, scrot? I just cringe. And here I am just saying it you know, over and over. But anyways, um, I was a little nervous um, talking to Vinny because, you know, I, gosh, I mean, he's he's an iconic mafia character actor. He's amazing, but he was so cool. Um, and I think you guys are really going to like what he has to say. So without further ado, here's Vincent Pastore. Well, thanks for joining me. I love a good New York movie. Um, gotta love when a fight breaks out in the first two minutes of it. That always means to me it's going to be a great film. So yeah. tell me, did you, first of all, I, I feel like you probably filmed this movie a while ago. Is that right? Well, we're talking about the birthday cake, right? Yep. Okay. Um, so you saw it already? I did. I did. I got a screen. Oh, I didn't see it yet. That's so no, funny. I'll, I'll see it. I'll see it Friday night. I, they're going to uh, screen that trip back on Friday and Saturday. Amazing. Okay. So I love when this happens. So I've seen it before you've seen it. Okay. Yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, well I, don't I, like know, I don't even know if my uh, uh, if my work was any good. I don't even know if I got cut. Did I get cut? No, you didn't get cut. Oh. I mean, I don't know how many scenes you shot, but you're in it. So. Oh, okay. <laughs> Yeah, that's very funny. Yeah, you know, a lot of times you make a movie and uh, you're, you're in like 
just a few scenes, but they put you on the cover of, of Rolling Stone to sell the movie. <laughs> yeah. And then people see the movie and they say, now I'm in this movie quite a bit. Uh, I play Val Kilmer's right-hand man. Yeah. And I'm in the movie quite a bit. And I, and I loved working on this movie. We shot it pre-pandemic. They were trying to get it released um, earlier. And then uh, I think they just decided to wait until things kind of got back to somewhat of a norm. And this is a right. good time for the movie to come out now, you know? Yeah, totally, totally. So it's funny, I've been at Tribeca um, quite a bit last week and this week. And it's so fun because it really feels like New York City is back and it's fun. And you know what? We're on the red carpet and you know, no one's wearing masks. We're all like cool with it. And I'm, I love that. I'm like, yes, I'm vaccinated. Uh, but okay. yeah, now you're pushing the envelope a little too much. With you that. think so? I just did a show down in Wildwood. Okay. Nobody's wearing masks. Then I go to the set. I just got tested 20 minutes ago. Okay. They when you're working on a movie, I'm working on a movie right now. When you're working on a movie, they test you every yeah. day to make sure because we're not doing Zoom. Right. We're up close. We're personal. We're doing scenes. You get to the set, you got to wear that plastic thing. You look like you're, uh, you're, you know, you're drilling for for oil or something <laughs> over your face until they say. And when you rehearse in that, and then you take it off. And then they tell the extras to take it off, and then we film, and they then you got to put it back on. Wait, so like you still? think it's safe out there? It ain't safe. It ain't safe on a production set. Wait, right now it's they're doing that. Yeah, I'm working on this movie about no uh, uh, Neil Bogart about Casablanca Records and and, and Carney, and yeah, I I got tested 20 minutes ago for tomorrow. So I understand the getting tested part. That makes sense to me. The wearing the face shields the entire time, that seems a little overzealous to me at this point, only because like 90% of people are vaccinated or they've had it. That's why it seems weird. Like scientifically, it's, it's, I don't it's know. the union regulations, it's production regulations, uh, and it hasn't been changed yet. And when it changes, but it depends on where you're working. If you go to, if you go to Florida, they're yeah. not enforcing those um, COVID rules. I know because I know people shooting down there. It's New York. It's the tri-state area. We're really on top of it. And I'm on the local. Mm -hmm. And I'm on mm -hmm. the national board for saying after. We want this. We don't want our actors getting sick just yeah, to be yeah. in a movie. Yeah, the same no, way no. I went down to Wildwood with my band and I said to the promoter, oh, people getting tested when they mm -hmm. came come in. He said, no. I said, what do you mean? Are they even going to take their temperature? He says, no. I said, they're not wearing masks. He says, cops don't wear masks. And we did a rock and roll show. Yeah. And we had a good time. But I got tested today. And I'm waiting for the results because, and this is what they tell me when I get tested on the set. Even though you have your shots, you can still get it. Yeah. I mean, of course, just like the flu or anything else. But... You know, I am, I am aware of it. So I guess if I saw you on a red carpet, you would want me to wear a mask, and that is okay. I respect that because I. No, what we do person. is we wear. I wear I, this is what I'm doing Friday. Okay. I get out of the car. I got my mask on. They yeah. ask me to walk the red carpet. I take my mask off. Yeah. I'll put my mask on. I go sit in the seat. I'll take my mask off. Um, am I being overcautious? Yes. I'm 75 mm -hmm. years old. I'm a cancer survivor. Yeah. Um, 
I have I had a heart condition. You know, you gotta watch yourself. You you don't have to watch yourself as much as I, I do. And guys I agree with you. Age. I 100% agree with you. And that's why I say like, I am very respectable where if yeah. someone wants me to wear it, I will put it on 100%. And yeah. I respect you and your health decisions. And that's why yeah. it's like, you know, it's not a political thing at this point. It's just like a respect. No, it's not a political yeah. thing. It's it's, it's, um, it's a, it's a, it's, it's a personal thing. I, uh, you know, yeah. and I don't want to take up the whole interview talking about wearing a mask <laughs> to wear a mask or not, you know? Uh, now I think we're at the stage now, it's your own decision. I have my podcast and we go up to Madison Avenue and mm -hmm. our producer, when we go in, she checks the temperature, we keep our masks on, we go in the studio. Well, I, I have in-house guests, uh, Mario Cantone came up there, Vinny Piazza yeah. came up there, they take their masks off, they work, they put their masks on and they leave. And that's still New York. Yeah. You know, yeah. No, totally, totally. Still New York. If I took the train into New York, I'd wear masks. But let's so get back to birth, birthday yes. kids. Yes. I don't so want to talk gonna, about COVID all night. No, I was going to ask you. So is this your first time working with Val Kilmer? Uh, first time in reality, but in yeah. my dreams, I always want to work with Val. Really? And how was it? He's a legend. Do you know, uh, my dear friend, uh, Stevie Van Zandt from mm -hmm. the East Street Band, he played Silvio. Yeah. I was taught, Maureen and I, uh, Van Zandt, have a theater company called Renegade, and I was saying, Maureen, I'm working with Val, this is when we were shooting. Yeah. She said Stevie was his acting coach when he played Jim Morrison on The Doors. Wow. So I go to Val, and I said, you know little Steven? And he said, my little Steven. I said, yeah. He said, tell him I love him. And uh, I said, I understand he helped you with the doors. He said, so he was his acting coach. So cool. Ooh, I man. love that. And, and this is a true story. Kevin Dillon is a dear friend of mine. And Kevin yeah. Dillon was in the movie The Doors. And I was working uptown on One Life to Live. And I get a text from Kevin. He said, come down to David Letterman Theater. We're doing an exterior. I said, I'll come down on my break. And I came down on my break. And, and the, Kevin told the PA everybody I was coming. And there was this old vintage black limousine sitting in front of, um, it was called for the, for the movie, uh, uh, Ed Sullivan Theater. And uh, the PA said, they're in the car. And they opened up the door and I sat there and Kevin was dressed as the guy he played the drummer. Um, who else was there? Um, Val and yeah. Meg Ryan. They were sitting there and Val was, Jim Morrison, and um, one other guy was there. Uh, I'm losing, I'm forgetting his name. He was also in um, Born on Fourth of July. I'll remember his name. And they yes. were in the car, and uh, Kevin said, this is Vinny. He owns the Crazy Horse. That's where Kevin met me when I had my club. Yeah. Then I said to Val on the set, we met before, season one. I said, when you were parked in front of the, <laughs> uh, the Ed Sullivan Theater, I sat in the car, I met you, Kevin introduced me. He's, yeah. you, know, you know, Kevin, I love Kevin. So we have friends Aww. in common. Yeah, yeah. That's I never so worked with fun. him before. He's a sweetheart. That's so, so awesome. And I mean, you know who I was excited to work with? William Fitchner. 
Yeah, he, he was awesome. really great. He was really great. So you guys all seemed like you had a really good rapport and you really um, clicked because it shows on screen. That's in my opinion. We, we did one take uh, when Richard comes into the party mm -hmm. and uh, and I kind of like screamed at him and Richard came over to me and said, Vinny, I don't think you would be screaming at me. I said, all right, all right, I'll play it down. So we did about three takes so I played it down. And then I knew the last take was probably going to be the last take. And I screamed at him so much that he ran. And I don't know what take is in the movie. Don't tell me. I'll find out Friday. <laughs> okay. But I turned around. I said, I go like this. Yeah, run like the rat you are. Yes. They, they didn't use that, did they? I'm telling you. I am yeah. not telling you. Wait, can I just ask you something, though? Does it get bothersome at all if an actor, another actor gives you a note? No, it doesn't. Like, but are you like you're not no, the director? Not, not when it's coming from Fitch. Okay, just no. making sure. I always Val, thought like Val was giving me notes all night because I, I was like uh, talking to Jimmy about yeah. a, a setting up a shot. Yeah, the way I felt organically could work, and Jimmy was listening. Yeah, Val sitting right next to me sends me a text. Never tell a first-time director how to shoot his movie. Oh, shit. <laughs> I right and I go like this with myself. I said, did you just send me this text? He says, yeah. I said, you couldn't tell me? That's so funny. I wish Val Kilmer oh. would text me that. I mean, he gosh. Was that's he was like, just before the take, he was doing like Robin Williams. He used to work like that. Yeah, Robert, like up until the last minute, he's fooling around. And I remember years ago when I was doing extra work, I wasn't extra, I was actually principal on Awakenings with Robin and De Niro. Uh, Bobby was so serious, yeah, always yeah. in character. And Robin mm -hmm. would like, I remember this. I can only I, imagine, I can't, I can't do that. No, I can only imagine can. what it would have been like. Now, just my last question, because we have to wrap this up. I just, or or my comment, I think it's so amazing that you are um, still so close with so many Sopranos cast members. I love seeing all the podcasts and the shows and the specials that you guys do. It means so much to the fans. Like, yeah. I, I think you guys know that, but I don't know if you really know that. Like, well, we do know that Michael and Perioli, Steve Schripp yeah. and I have put this show together Yes. Well, Conversations with the Sopranos. We went to Australia already. Mm, Sold out wow. seven cities. Actually, we went back a little Stephen and his disciples of soul. So it was like they got us for a while. At the first they got Stephen, then they got us. Yeah. And we couldn't believe the response. And then we did a lot of places in the States. And we were supposed to go to United Kingdom 15-city tour. And they shut it down because of pandemic. And I got a phone call yesterday from Roger. He said, we're going back to work in October. We're doing Arizona. We're doing Texas. We're doing the Bagada. And we're going back to Europe. So I said, okay. Bagada, yes. I, I could run around for the rest of my life talking about my two years on The Sopranos. I don't mind. I love it. And, you know, because of the pandemic, a lot of people saw it for the first time. I talked to like five people who were like, I binge watched the whole thing. I can't believe I never watched it. And I actually think I need to rewatch it because when I watched it, I was in high school. That's when it came yeah. out. So yeah. I would understand. So you so didn't get more. it. Exactly. No, you I didn't get it. You probably get a lot more now. And look exactly for Lady right. Gaga. She did extra, she didn't do extra work. She was uh with Jamie when Jamie went to college. That's so funny. I never knew that. Yeah. 
I Lady never... Gaga. But her name wasn't Lady Gaga. Yes, yeah, uh, Stephanie Germanata is her, her oh, real name. Uh, I, yeah, and there's another guy, um, Paul Dano, D-A-N-O. <laughs> yes. Yeah, he's in it. Him. He's one of Robert Eilers' friends. Uh-huh. I, people, I, yeah. You know, it's amazing what they did on that show. Yeah, I agree. I It's... It, I mean, it's hands down you know, what Jimmy, everybody... Jimmy, I was watching Jimmy Dandafini last yeah. night in Killing Me Softly softly with Brad Pitt. Vince Coratorla is in it as well. Does a great job. And I realized by watching that movie, because it wasn't a big box office hit, but it was some good acting, that Jimmy worked with Brad back in the days of true romance when Brad paid the stoner and Jimmy beat up um yeah beat up uh the girl um yeah. uh, Arquette. these guys go back from then wow and wow. when we all stepped into doing the sopranos and we're working with these great character actors Tony Sirico wonderful character actor Michael Lorraine Edie yeah. We knew we had something special, but we never thought that it would be as successful 20 years later. So we're all blessed. We're blessed. Oh my gosh. I love that. And you, by the way, you just told me you're 75. You look fantastic. Oh, I'm not 75 yet. Okay. Well, if you're 74, you look fantastic anyway. We're going on tour. Happy almost birthday. I love it. Yeah, we're on tour. My band's on tour. Wonder Bar, Daryl's House, and then the park around the corner. Yeah. Yeah. Great. And if you want to know why I'm using this backdrop, yeah. Um, I'm doing a play with Maureen. Okay. Uh, it's called Painting X's. Mm-hmm. And uh, we're trying to rehearse, but we're all a little busy. So I said to one of my students, why don't we do a scene from the play I'm working on? This way I, I learned my play too. Yeah. And, uh, and this is the backdrop for tonight's really play. Really good idea. Really yeah. good idea. Yeah, now, so la- I'm working with thing, one of my students. I'm working with one of my students. Really what? quick. Last thing, really quick. What's your favorite Italian place to go to in New York City? Michael's, Forlini's, what do you Rayo's. think? Rayos. Rayos. Okay, I knew it was going to be one of those. All right, Rayos. Yeah. All right, done. We're going to go back to Rayos. I think they didn't start doing open up for the public yet. Yeah. They did great with takeout. Yeah. But we're going to go back to Rayos. Rayos is uh, Frankie Pellegrino, God rest his soul. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Frankie sure. owned the place. He was on The Sopranos. I did Mickey Blue Eyes with Frankie. Oh my gosh, that's so funny. I did a lot of movies with Frankie. He's a sweetheart. So we go to Rails. Okay, you know? Rails. Okay. All yep. right. Nice talk All right. you. God bless you. So fun. Right. Thank you so much, Vincent. All right, guys, Vinny Pastore, how cool is that? So if you don't have plans this weekend, check out The Birthday Cake, available on demand or in select theaters. Um, I don't think you'll be disappointed. It definitely is, it's an indie film. It definitely is an indie film, but I really enjoyed it. So um, yeah, if you like this podcast, don't forget to rate and subscribe on Apple or wherever you listen, and I will see you next week. Look around. You can find cars like these on AutoTrader. Like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on AutoTrader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. 
Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on Auto Trader. Just you wait. Auto Trader.